I've got an idea. Uh, I'll be a troper for a moment. You're listening to Extra Credit. The internet isn't helping. The snakes in the ball pit tonight are... Dr. A. In this world-building scenario, pregnancy will be a active rather than passive process. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Dijon du jour. What are your thoughts on the idea of heroic mummies? <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Sanguinary novel! Hatsunia is known for its highly participatory cyberculture with a particular emphasis on music, especially the singing of the character of Hatsune Miku. <laughs> Malt! I just need a system where crime is legalized. <laughs> Into place for me then. <laughs> Would a matriarchal society develop if women had the biological ability to control their reproductive process? Mm. Food for thought. Mm. I'm sending it back. <laughs> and game or make them like cuttlefish in which the male stores his sperm in one of his tentacles then detaches it and gives it to the female who then uses it to fertilize her eggs with some time for choosing <laughs> just make people like that it's a trippy yeah. dragon that you give to your friend Oh, hi there, Extra Credit. Hello. Hi. 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 You don't sound creepy. You're very close right now. I, 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 I'm always close. Could you back up maybe just like an inch or two, though? We should have gotten a larger study room. This is too small. I could, but I won't. Well, why hey. not? Hey, because I want, I want you to read... I want you to read something that I wrote. Oh, okay. I oh. want you to read my story. Oh. A story. And I oh, want, this party's been going it. so long, though, and I have to get home. Oh, I, I oh, can well, read it. You, it, just, uh, you just smell overwhelmingly like combos. I just need like a, hey, like a half. Hey. I have to go to Dijon's home for some reason. <laughs> oh, oh, well, uh, actually, uh, if, well, you see, the thing is that, okay, I haven't really written a story, but like, I've got, like, a hell of a world plotted out. How do you not have a story? The 600 pages I'm looking at. Look, don't don't look at that right now. Don't look at that right now. Look at that later. Look at that when you're so, alone. So you're more of, like, but an ideas right now, person. I've got, but, but, but over here, though, here's the thing that I want you to look at. This is just my, this isn't a story yet. It could be a story. Okay. Uh, but it's it's just a world right now. And I wanted some advice on how to make this world better. 
Okay. Why, why is the first section labeled mandatory cultural lactation? <sighs> <sighs> no comment. <laughs> okay, look, I guess if you guys aren't going to be helpful, I could just go to tvtropes.org and oh, ask that their forums instead. But I but thought because, that was where you came from. Uh, it's the catch and release program. Uh, I got you! What? I, oh. I got you. Ha! Huh. I've got you now. I've trapped you. I've trapped you in the TV Tropes forum with me. Oh, no. oh God. Oh, my, my mouse isn't working now. Aww. Yeah. 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 This was all a ploy to get more cool people to hang out with me in the, in the world building forums on TV Tropes. Because that's the place that people go to in 2020. Yeah. Shit. Why? I mean, we're all locked in, and I guess, like, everyone's brain is melting, so everyone's like, let's go back to TV tropes. Well, yeah, that's probably it. I'm sure that they <laughs> left and then went back. <laughs> and they weren't just there the entire time. I'm sure that that's the case. Yeah, uh -huh, these uh -huh. are people mostly probably new to the internet. Yeah. Just had no reason to be on it before. Fresh ideas in here. So today's document is provided by Mix, uh, as and as it was previously hinted at, it's going to be taking place at tvtropes.org. I don't see any reason why we need to give it any kind of uh, introduction other than that. So, uh, sanguinary novel. Oh boy. Uh, you, your name is Sleepy Kitty, and you Sleepy are making a species. Sleepy Kitty? I don't, of I don't of know. Sleepy Kitties. Sleepy Aww. Kitty. Hey, I recently came up with a good plot, but the issue is I don't have a species for the characters. They can't be people because I don't really like writing, drawing human characters. <laughs> oh. And and they have a color-based system of ranking oh, no! that the main oh. character gets rid of. You can never get my thumbs right. Look, racism for kids. <laughs> but, what ra but racism, but I don't know what the races are, so help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so, so I'm looking. I'm looking for help with the species creation. The world is largely medieval, and the guys are one of the sentient species. The other sentient species are one foot insects. They have uh, multicolored uh, fur. Must be very hard to get around. <laughs> they have multicolored fur, eat and eat fruit, and veggies and mushrooms. They're about one foot tall. They're cute. Oh. Yes, you said so. <laughs> oh, is everyone one foot tall? It's a one foot Everyone world. fits in a square. <laughs> yeah. My, my old my old model was anthropomorphic worm on string. <laughs> but the oh. plot involves murder. And oh. I, don't, I don't think they fit anymore. Yeah. No, no. Keep going with that. Keep going with that. Yeah, no, everything no, else you murder. mentioned sounds more interesting than the thing you want help with. <laughs> one, by, one foot by one foot. Cube. <laughs> Oh species. man, Sleepy Kitty! I bet you have all kinds of fun and cool ideas. Oh, totally. Are... Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, is there anything else you would like? Is there anything else unique about the the worlds you make? Oh yes, and this is this year. I really need to point out. I'm world <laughs> building for something and in the something. universe, and heaven and hell are actual dimensions known as the ether and the pyre. Oh. They're inhabited by angels and demons, respectively. Why the fuck oh. did I rename them? Also, the world contains magic, but it's separated from religion. 
I was planning to go to with the classic sphere and choir system for heaven, sphere but the more I looked at it, and it felt it mm. felt unoriginal <laughs> and a bit sacrilegious. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to have <laughs> I'm looking to have a more unique system that would fit the world. Any ideas? I want to recreate heaven and hell, but I don't want to be derivative. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be sacrilegious either. Have you considered separating the angels based on color? <laughs> Look, I just need a file. Please help me file the serial numbers off heaven and hell. I, I love that it's like, how can I how can I add some flavor to this? Well, my world does have magic, but I've uh, preemptively ruled out using that to make this more interesting. So. <laughs> uh, Devak, yes. Uh, you seem you you might be interested in helping, but you need some clarification. Yeah. Um. What exactly is the purpose of your heaven and hell? What is their role, or the role of angels and demons, or the symbolic intent behind it? It's mm. kind of hard to come up with something different without knowing that, since otherwise you can just do literally anything and call it hell or heaven. Yeah. Calling hell the pyre suggests it's just a regular old flaming pit, which IMHO <laughs> is uninteresting in itself. In Dante's wow. Inferno, for instance, the lowest wow. part of hell is frozen. Well, and if I don't want to be derivative, I better go for Dante's Inferno, which has certainly not been referenced in anything ever. <laughs> no. Not at all. It's mostly called the pyre because everything's red in terms oh. of color palette. <laughs> oh, fuck, it is doing color. <laughs> but I'm saying it can all be blue. The, the leader of hell, known as the enemy, in quotes, <laughs> is also red since it's a math of flesh and teeth. Huh. Huh. Oh. Their, their purposes are mostly just forces working on a level higher than mortals. The, t the angels are supposed Mostly. to work in support of mortals, but the demons against and the demons against them. But these are more jobs than anything else, since they are agents for the all parent God oh. Oh. and the enemy. Oh. <laughs> all I don't like that. I don't like all parent. Yeah. Why not? Not needs to go to a, needs to go to therapy. <laughs> it's my all mother and all father. <laughs> yeah, you're not um, a real parent. Not making hell red would help with the uniqueness, but Damn. Really, it sounds like <laughs> your heaven and hell could be anything. Heaven could be a department store, hell a jail. If the goal is that one a group helps jail. and the other oppresses it, you can imagine their halves as anything that does this. In heaven, any mortal automatically appears as a child, and it's mm -hmm. Disneyland, basically. Oh boy. In hell, everyone's an old adult and stuck in an adult care home without handlers. I don't know. If oh, it was a break. hell, it'd probably have handlers. In <laughs> heaven, everything is fine. This is Chris and ABDL again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. there's a reason that Disneyland is a vacation. I, I think that... The, uh, a child me would find the prospect of eternity at Disneyland to be maybe worse than hell, as I understood it. <laughs> Not adult you, though? Oh, yeah. Adult me is getting COVID, going on the rides, the coasters. I'm, <laughs> um, like, just licking every surface. It's a great time. I mean, you're already in heaven, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm fast-tracking. 
Let's move on to another post in the uh, forum. Uh, mention a random quirk of your world. Oh boy. Uh, Max Morden. Yeah, that's me. I'm Max <laughs> Mordon. And come on, anything, no matter how silly and absurd it is, I will start. In my diesel punkish world, <sighs> there are no funny animal cartoon. Oh no. <laughs> Instead, all famous cartoon characters are either, okay, get this, uh, human okay. caricatures based <gasps> on vaudeville oh, and wow. indirectly comedianville art, <gasps> no! or anthropomorphic objects. Oh my, you can. <laughs> Mickey Mouse equivalent is a talking tin can. <laughs> This person's just so afraid to be called a furry that their world can't have anthra animals. (laughs) (laughs) They're just going to develop roundabout feelings for the tin can. (laughs) (laughs) Brave, you'd assume I'd already fucking the can. You haven't yet? I mean, look at it. Ooh, serrated edges. I, I can't trust it. I'm convinced there's a string coming out with somebody on the other end. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a b r i c k a brick a brick a da brick <laughs> imagine a wild west world where lead or more accurately lead bullets are illegal why <gasps> why because there's a safer option what is it <laughs> Mercium. Oh no. Oh, Christ. Okay. A Mercy. metal which has the odd property of going though air and other <laughs> inanimate ob- uh, perfectly normally. I don't know why you thought they'd be objects. Yeah, it sounded like <laughs> you started guess. to say a word that should have been there but wasn't. Inanimate perfectly normally. But cannot penetrate <laughs> biological material very well due to Visor chemical reactions. <laughs> it usually bounces off human skin painfully, usually hard enough to do seriously damage bone if aimed at the right spot. Oh, it's a rubber Th- bullet. This Great. is this is just Joe Biden's like shoot them in the leg shit. Like period. <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi extreme. We made it safer because we made the lead bullets illegal. We just crushed their bones. It's fine. Yeah, you don't need bones. <laughs> Fuck that. If fired point blanket can break through the skin, oh. making more vicus gunfights end up close. Oh, I was supposed to say viscous. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Lead bullets are still around, of course, but unless you're with the army. Law enforcement can't get them due to communism fears. What does that mean? This is, West, this is a wild west and communism exists. I expect them to be rare, dash, and expensive. Lead smuggling is very serious business, after all, with big consequences <laughs> for those who the law, or for that matter, the smugglers themselves. End of sentence. What? End of thought. That's a quirk. Yeah. Got, got shot with a mercy bullet. Pretty silly, huh? 
Yep. Very silly. But you know, I have an even more sillier thing than that. Oh, My yeah? name is Papercut, and I have sentient techie penguins. <gasps> oh. Oh. Hmm. Yay! Is that like the Linux penguin? <laughs> That's why uh, they're Talks? contained. Uh, Kenny, you can excuse yourself now. Oh, alright. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there had to be a way out. <laughs> They have an entire state for themselves, and are treated with respect in most countries, though. Mm, okay. They are expert record keepers and obsessive on details. They are considered vital in most governments. <laughs> but unfortunately, ironically, their own government rarely gets anything done because bureaucracy is up to 11. <laughs> oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's, that's so funny. Really needs to put down, like... The Disgaea games for like a minute. <laughs> God, it really is just that. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm Doll Link, and I've got something really interesting. Oh, oh yeah, made out of dolls. Yeah, mm. deep red hair and blue eyes is common amongst peasants. In minor nobles, brown and black hair with any eye color is common. Oh. In one family, however. Does the combination of blonde slash green come up? No. Luckily, my main character doesn't realize this. Or else I wouldn't have a story. How would you you not fucking notice? I think you still don't have a story. (laughs) I was it's just like basically reverse anime world where everyone has like bright colored hair except for their protagonist. Yeah, we're doing like anime (laughs) eugenics. It's really weird. Yeah, except there's still nothing going on. There's nothing yeah. weird about how they're all that. There's so many blonde-haired and blue-eyed people, or red-haired and whatever-eyed people. It's, oh. it's it's not weird. You know what Look, is weird? I'm gonna tell you. Weird? I, Feo Takahari, will tell you. Lust demons are really, really rare. Not due to a lack of lust, um. but because few archdemons bother to create them for their armies due to their perceived weakness compared to greed demons and their lack of the stealth abilities possessed by cowardice demons. Only one major archdemon creates them, and she relies on them to the complete exclusion of greed and rage demons. Nobody's quite figured out how her troops can consistently kick everyone else's asses. Hell yeah, girl power. I really want yeah. to talk about cowardice demons. Like, who's manufacturing those and, like, go off, go fucking run away? Yes. Finally, my army of cowardice demons will take over the... Wh- wait, what? where are they? They're very I... stealthy, though, so you don't see it coming. You don't see them running away coming. <laughs> Some would say our world is already controlled by cowardice demons. Oh. I'm sorry. Hello, yes, it's Twentington. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm trying to go for a slice of life. Black comedy setting, that's... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna handle it just as well as you think. Setting that's kind of like a slightly darker version of the real world. Oh, boy. My... <laughs> Isn't that just the real world at that point? <laughs> no, I'm a liberal. I might go with some high techness too, <laughs> but that would make it too much like Invader Zim. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I get the. I'm getting the feeling that we all have certain things on our mind tonight. I don't know what you're talking about. The characters <laughs> are all mix and match furries. Yay! Um, <laughs> just like um, Invader Zim. Just like Invader Zim. 
<laughs> I'm thinking of keeping the art style bright and colorful as a sort of stylistic <laughs> dissonance. I thought Mix was dating Matt, not Match. <laughs> <laughs> Mix and Matt furries. There might be some other dashes of weirdness, like they eat something weird, like chocolate-covered pepperoni, as a com- as commonly as we do eat potato chips. Oh That'd boy, be wacky. that would be truly random. Wow, so random but so dark, just like Invader Zim. <laughs> oh fuck, like we have to rework this. We can't do that now. It is How many lives have you taken? How many chocolate-covered pepperoni have you eaten? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. You're right. This was posted in 2012, thus still six years too late. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I said, my timeline's garbage, so yeah. I, have, I have no idea when things came out. Um, Listen, the Invader Zim movie came out recently, so maybe this person was just early. Hello. <laughs> um, uh, hello. 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 Uh, I'm a really big cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, aw. Has anyone seen my frog? Says <laughs> <laughs> what a sonic joke in here. Sorry. <laughs> How could I establish half dragons as existing without the squicky implications? Oh Christ, kid! <sighs> hey, uh, hey, hey! Honestly, very hateful to assume that it's a squeaky to fuck a dragon. <laughs> yeah. So I'm creating a fantasy setting in which there, there is a region populated mostly by humans, but ruled by a dragon elite. Mm. The dragons often interbreed with human consorts and slaves, and their children okay, can well. vary from bipedal human-sized dragons to mostly human with some scales, much like real genetic variations. <laughs> uh, I, I can yeah. think of some other categories you might want to wring the squick out of if you're getting around to that. No, no, yeah, I haven't yeah. gotten to that part yet. Okay. I've gotten right. orders of things to worry about. No, that's not the gross part. Hold on, I haven't gotten is there it? yet. Oh, okay. My problem is that I didn't want to give dragons the ability to shapeshift because I felt it didn't fit the general theme and traits that dragons have in the universe. I don't want the monstrousness of dragons to be diluted by having them walk around in human form and I want to make it clear that draconic culture and religion is very serious and focused on the nature of being a dragon so I'm not sure how to have half dragons in a way that doesn't involve shape-shifting or the <coughs> squicky alternative that word so much. Uh, <laughs> my best bet is some sort fuck. of magical method of procreation that reflects the draconic obsession with perfection and seriousness, but I don't really have an idea of what I want to go with that fits the setting. My setting of human slave chattel. Se- like, setting aside and slavery way, way aside, if dragons got humans pregnant just because of, like, bureaucracy paperwork, I'd, I'd, I'd read that story. That'd be funny. <laughs> Oh, that's a good idea. Let me write that down. Uh, in the meantime, I fight here. Do you have a suggestion for me? Yes, I am fight here. The classic dragon-human interbreeding scenario is for the dragon to shapeshift to a human to get it on. That's not what I want. That <laughs> was literally, literally right in the middle. Said ah! that. it must be Pinku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I said this is the classic version. I didn't say it's the version you should use. 
Whether the dragon or the human then gives birth is an interesting question and not a little squicky. Especially mm. since dragons traditionally lay eggs. Yeah. What do you mean traditionally? They're not real. <laughs> yeah, like the limiter <laughs> dogs, <laughs> you assholes. Come on. But the, the other question is, does a human lay an egg that hatches into a baby dragon? Does the dragon give live birth to a human-like baby? Accurate biology is kind of irrelevant when fantasy is concerned. Yeah, so... Th- thank you for pointing out that your entire post is useless. <laughs> I oh, appreciate dude. it. Kinda, this, although th- your whole post oh. kind of could have just been that last sentence, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> although this does give rise to the whole concept, like this person above's just thinking like aesthetics, like oh, a human with dragon wings. But we didn't talk about the other end of the genetic spectrum, where it's a human, like a giant human that's why like, do I care what shaped? the humans are going through? They're slaves. <laughs> like a, no, They're like supposed a fleshy to carry dragon eggs. is what I'm saying. Like a giant fleshy dragon. Ew, <laughs> gross. No, this is, I didn't want. Th- I don't want that. This is such a nerdy nitpick, but like the the person is really onto something when they say the classic dragon human interbreeding, like whatever uh, breeding, whatever. But like. The dragon turning into a human thing is a space where, like, a good writer could write an interesting human character that is still uh, either apparently or not so much still a dragon, and, like, you can have some fun with that. I, I just feel like uh, these these people want to be writers, and then when they're put in any kind of a box, they're like, well, I, I can't leave this box. Jesus, I've just got to write within this. I, I can't. Like, God forbid they get creative. I don't know why it's, like, bugging me so much. <laughs> I don't know how that's helpful to me. You didn't mention the part where the human's a slave. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, you seem to have other nerdy things to say, though. Uh, I don't, but Crystal Glacia does. Hello, I'm <laughs> Crystal Glacia, and about a year ago I had this to say. In my work, if a sofont, basically intelligent fantasy races, oh boy, <laughs> intakes enough living cells from a sofont of a different species, the receiver's reproductive cells get altered, and their children from there on out are born as shape-shifting hybrids between the receiver and giver's species. Ooh. That allows for uh, hybrids uh, to be... Uh, what's wrong? You all sound grossed out. That allows for hybrids to be produced from one parent consuming flesh or drinking blood, as in the case of the vampire bat things. Uh, in addition yeah, to those. sexual intercourse, it's still not nice. So if you... Usually into so, the giver dying. So if you eat enough cum, yes. <laughs> that also works. Yes, you can be it's bukkakied into better. a different species in my world. <laughs> <laughs> It's still not nice, and usually ends with the giver dying, but it makes things like the oh. aforementioned dragon-human mix, or physically incompatible things like telepathic nautilus merfolk, or glamour-using giant arthropod human, or a giant eagle thing, big cat thing possible. Yeah, yeah the, the, is the mind not running, uh, a, like, just amok with possibilities? Yes. Uh, to think you could have a giant eagle thing slash big cat thing. Uh, and it's why there's all these bizarre mix-and-match creatures running around. Oh, I already used up my joke for that. So that's one thing you could try. <laughs> you know, I have a thing in my story. You could just do my thing. Yeah, my my story sounds way better than yours. Just write mine. <laughs> it is so like, a, like a weird flex on this dude. Like, hey, I figured this problem out. <laughs> and then just leave. I, I don't oh. know if I agree with this specific person, but I would agree with just about any other writer coming in and being like, mine's better, write mine. <laughs> hey, Wiki Wanderer. Yes, well, hush, hush, children, for I am the Wiki Wanderer, and I have some oh. wisdom for you. 
If dragons are magical, maybe if a pregnant woman is somehow brought in contact with their magic, it can have an effect on the baby. Sort of like Blade from the Marvel Universe or Ichigo from Bleach. Both good examples. (laughs) My OTP. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but with dragons, I'm sure there are other examples, but I cannot find a trope for it. A hybrid's backstory. Oh no! You're derelict in your if duty, only, sir. If only you weren't so limited, how could there not be a trope for it? A hybrid's backstory could involve a dragon breathing fire at a human woman, and she manages to get away with her life, but heavy burn wounds. And that's how she gets pregnant. <laughs> Fire pregnant. If you want some hybrids to look mostly draconic, you can have it. So the character looks human at first, but as they age, they progressively become more dragon-like, unless this transformation is halted somehow. But what about if they become candy people? Then they step into the rain and melt. (laughs) Hello, everybody! Hi. I'm Pipcard, oh, and I'm here hi. to talk to you about the nation state of Hatsunia. Oh no. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> well, this is going to be exactly what it sounds to. like. Hatsunia started off as a parallel universe country inspired by Hatsune Miku <sighs> as a backdrop for a fictional space program in a simulator called Orbiter, which isn't without precedent in real life. Okay, so it's but even recently- more than exactly what it sounds like. It is, it is almost too on the nose. <laughs> But recently, I wanted to expand on that premise. It's not meant to be a fully original world-building concept, but it currently goes like this. Japan is often seen as a high-tech, diamond, and futuristic (laughs) society. In the 1980s, predictions involved Japan taking over the world with an efficient economy and high-tech industries. Let's forget that racism part and just kind of like, you know, tuck that under... Table. Uh, yes, thank you for forgetting that. Uh, it has no place here. But in reality, <laughs> many Japanese offices still use outdated technologies like fax machines, and companies aren't taking full advantage of software and other digital technologies. Corporate culture is full of inefficiencies. It's also lagging in civil rights for women, LGBT, and immigrants. My story's really fun so far. <laughs> yeah. Hatsune what Miku a fantastical world. <laughs> I mean, Hatsune this is just Japan. No, Hatsunia is like Japan if it had really had an economy capable of being a technological leader. I, a supposed white man, will tell Japan how they fucked up in Hatsunia. That's right. Thank you. With a literal (laughs) focus on software and a post-cyberpunk aesthetic, it's not meant to be absolutely perfect. It just doesn't lag behind the rest of the developed world. What's post-cyberpunk and other Japan's already post-cyberpunk? Yeah, I. You all remember that Japan is not part of the developed world, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, totally. I made the unemployment rate slightly higher, five percent <laughs> versus Japan's two point four percent, and the U.S. is three point five. That's of this typing uh, to represent the beginnings uh, of technological unemployment through AI. There, there's probably something like a basic income system starting to be introduced. These these people in the terrible tabletop people can really commiserate over the idea of, like, creating a fantasy world where anything can happen and women and people of color and LGBT people are still treated like shit. It's just... Uh, there's... Uh. 
Sorry. Yes, it's it's yes, it's a very good world. The Allied status with the U.S. is intended make to anything. reflect the trans-Pacific nature nature of Miku concerts in our universe. What? Also, like you said, if California was its own country, quote unquote, I'm responding to someone. This <laughs> thing of the capital of Hatsunia, uh, Miraito, as something like a universe, a reverse what? San Francisco from Big Hero Six. Wow. Hatsunia also has ties with China and many other countries in East Asia. It's a world where something like this in <sighs> Korea is the rule and not the exception so things like the engine war and the 1910 to 1945 occupation had to be averted in this timeline i'm so tired i'm so tired history (laughs) look kawaii culture is one of the things i liked about japan growing up and miku is often a part of that it seemed friendly and fun but of course there shouldn't be too much of it what if there was (laughs) Hatsunia is like a combination of the highly regimented codebound economic steamroller that was cyberpunk Japan and the, the cuteness saturated neophile anime Japan of post cyberpunk, but less regimented and more flexible. The robotics industry makes cute machines, but they also make practical designs too, because they have, like you said, a more assertive but not too assertive military. This this voice is the perfect pick. There's no way this person was not foaming at the mouth while typing this. <laughs> yeah, Silicon Valley also came about partly because of the investment into defense aerospace technologies. So Hatsunia has a DARPA equivalent <laughs> called the Experimental Defense Development Organization. Hello. And to not have those aforementioned prohibitions, it has to be on the winning, i.e. allied side of World War II, which also means less devastation of infrastructure and less need to rebuild. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. What? No, keep keep going. I'm definitely oh, still okay, here. Okay, good, good. I thought there was a question. There also had to be a transfer of <laughs> transistor technology heart. from the U.S. as well, lead, leading to computer and software industries, uh, and, and not as much focus on heavy manufacturing. Uh, Monozukuri, like you said, you, you said this. Genemy, this that. was all your idea. I, I was I just building on it. Having I'm, English I'm just... as a common language is also important because early computers could not support kanji and a lot of documentation related to IT was originally written in English. The cosmopolitan, globalized nature of the mutual East Asian cooperative cooperation union incentivized Hatsunia to make English an official language. More diversity what? helps the tech industry, too. People what? of mixed ancestry are also called Mikusuto instead of Hafu. Oh, boy. I'm really oh, sure. surprised you're not wow. like, fuck English, everyone speaks Japanese in my world. That's not because you sure. couldn't write it and put it in there. So Yeah, that is exactly <laughs> Not it. sure about the overseas agriculture. It might be cheaper, but rainforests probably have to be burned. That's the oh, end of my what? thought. <laughs> wow. I, I'm really with, like, oh, fucking Ganny on this. Like, you, like, you're writing this world. You're making this world for you and for whatever the fuck reason. You're making an alternative history where Hitler won. Whatever. Why do you limit yourself in dipshit ways like com- early computers couldn't support kanji? Woo! Now they do. Fucking what is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. You can do anything. <laughs> well, I wanted to have I, I wanted to have something that's very much like reality, but just a little different. It's just worse. That way I can jerk off to Hatsune Miku. Look, I'm trying to create the Japan that I can go to. I visited, and it wasn't the paradise I really wanted it to be, so I'm making this so it is. Look, look, it is a stunningly in order realistic... for us to get to a situation in which Hatsune Miku exists, we need a Japan that wasn't on the Axis side of World War II. We never would have Hatsune Miku if they were not allies. 
Wait. It, it is a stunningly oh, no. realistic self-check to be like, yeah, if I was writing the narrative of the world, things would probably be worse. Also, <laughs> more <laughs> anime. <laughs> uh, Dijon. Hmm. I have a question for you. Uh, sure. What sh- should we read about? Okay. I'm. Uh, should we read about uh, slave economies? Mm-hmm. Or should uh. we read about romanticized abuse? Oh, no. Oh, I hate this choice. Uh, can I pick Hatsune Miku again? <laughs> <laughs> no! It's the Miku Power Hour, the secret option. <laughs> uh, no, that might, that, that's probably going to be, uh, that's probably going to be its own episode. Please invite uh, me on that uh, one, please. Oh, God. <laughs> um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to be you. It's not clear which one you picked by saying that. Could you try again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the slave economies is one is le- is likely to be less terrible. <laughs> okay, that's the one you have to read in. All right. Hey, oh, Ganymede. No. I've read. You're and- Peter thirty four. I'm Peter thirty four. Late one night. I've read and heard several times (laughs) that slavery-based economies are less efficient than more modern ones, including the pseudo-slavery of manorialism, which obviously is only slightly more modern. Obviously. What are the arguments for that position? Is there some place where I can go and read a calm and logical analysis of the subject? They did the match! You know, something that doesn't... Something that doesn't go trying to moralize slavery. Ugh, I just I just want something rational and calm. People get, keep facts. getting really angry. It's kind of a hot button thing, I guess. Uh, um, um, Necklar, you seem to have need some clarification. Ah, uh, yes. What exactly do you mean by efficient? I mean, the obvious effect that the wealth is concentrated in the ruling class whose spending habits mean that production ends up geared towards providing the ruling class with luxury uh, items. Hmm. Uh, this hmm. is the only problem, obviously. This has to be a bad ratio. This has a bad ratio of utility gain to factors of production use. Before uh, all I know, maybe your standard of economy's efficiency doesn't involve utility at all. Yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why the uh, the the cotton plantations only like o- only ran on selling. Uh, I don't know, elegant dresses, and certainly yeah. did everything else just squandered. You're just holding on to slavery just because of tradition. <laughs> you know. You know, you know, yeah, they, they, we didn't, they didn't have them do anything else. They didn't force slaves to do... Oh my god, okay. Belisarius! Yes. In a slave economy, the slave only does the bare minimum of work in order to avoid being beaten or killed. Yeah, they're always soldiering on, those assholes. They'll <sighs> slack off at any opportunity, oh simply because they never benefit from doing good work. If a paid <laughs> worker slacks off... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Slavery is yeah, um, bad because it doesn't encourage the best possible exploitation of labor. Lazy. Yeah. Now let me tell you all about indentured servitude because I, I think that <laughs> might be the way to go. Oh man, a, what about jails? What about jails? If a paid worker slacks off, you can dock his pay and reclaim some of the resources spent to employ him. If a slave slacks off, you have to spend time and energy disciplining him with either oh. beatings or torture. This, this is psychopathy. 
<laughs> the real burden is on the slave owner. <laughs> That's the problem with beating and torturing someone. You lose money while you do it. You can do other stuff while doing that. Yeah, that time is money, and the time you spend disciplining a human being is time you could have been making money off of a different human being. And you know what? You may not have considered this, but slaves also cost money to keep. You've oh, got man. to pay for their food and have a place for them to sleep. Uh -huh. If one of them falls sick, you either pay for a doctor or you lose your property. Cool. Loose. Wait, no. Yeah, that's loose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, loose. <laughs> you can save money by keeping them in squalor, but that's a hotbed for disease. Mm. You can never... You know, you're, you're really displaying a lot of pros and cons here for me. I'm, I'm glad that I came to you first before deciding whether or not to have slaves. Yeah, I never realized how many consequences it would have uh, for my overhead, of course. Right. You can never reliably convince slaves that they should be slaves. Sure, <laughs> well, you can torture uh, them for hours until you hear them agree with you, but they'll never truly be convinced by torture. You'll always have slaves that run away or slaves that rebel, so you need to keep watching them and never put them in a position of trust. Oh, don't worry about that. It, it's so fucked up that that's not like a hopeful sentiment, but it's like, and that's the troublesome part. Like, you can, you can never truly break them. Uh, Dijon. God, God, I think I'm being gaslit by my slaves. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holy my God. Christ. Show us which one they are, and we'll cancel them this second. Such a toxic call so much emotional slaves. labor. <laughs> <laughs> My slave didn't ask me if it was okay to not work today. <laughs> and it hurt. Oh my god. Hi, uh, I'm so bombed. Yeah, yeah you are right so banned. <laughs> it's not a simple argument, from what I understand. It boils down to this. People do better at what they want to do, rather than what someone else wants them to do. Oh my god. <laughs> For example, Howard Taylor of Schlock Mercenary works harder for less money doing Schlock than he did for Novel. Someone's googling that too. <laughs> Why is he working harder for a smaller reward? Bikusu is what he wants to do, <laughs> not what Novel wants to do. Now, also, also note, there have been societies where slaves can hold high office. Chattel slavery, as practiced in modern times, is not the only way to do it. Oh, that's a good Chattel. point. There's a whole wealth of historical slavery that I could be choosing from for my story. Yeah, if only you'd read any amount of history whatsoever. <laughs> now, I'm just a simple Mississippi slaver, but... <laughs> if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to force to reinvent it, and we could just be <laughs> using it as a, as a template. <laughs> Jesus. If we don't learn to hist from history, we're doomed to not have enough tropes. <laughs> Holy Christ. Uh, <clears throat> All right, uh, skipping down uh, to proposed punk punk subgenres. Uh, broken Eye. Punk punk. It's, it's pre punk, punk punk, and post punk. <laughs> punk punk. Yeah. Basically, the idea for new punk punk subgenres that don't exist but should. For example, cabinet punk, 
set in a gloomy, off-kilter German expressionism, expressionism-inspired oh, world Christ. of madness, shadows, and fog, particularly based in the style of the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, oh God, okay. you're so unique and quirky and intellectual. Ugh. Do you really have to Angular. Any of this? <laughs> about halfway through... About halfway between gothic punk and diesel punk, with a very noir atmosphere and fewer right angles. I thought it would be a lot what? more. <laughs> Fucking Caligari is no, nothing what? but. <laughs> I, I could spend an like half an hour trying to imagine what halfway between gothic punk and diesel punk looks like, and it's less than a tenth of this description. <laughs> <laughs> and a light dusting of magical realism. Most interpretations of, of Gotham City would probably fall firmly in this category. Yeah, Gotham City, just like the cabinet of Dr. Calgary. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, as would Terry Gilliam's Brazil in the bulk of Tim Burton's portfolio. Oh my god, you can't just throw things together because you think they look cool. <laughs> look surface level only. Woody Allen's Shadows and Fog would be a toned-down version of Cabinet Punk, and Psychonauts is a mixture of Cabinet Punk and Atom Punk. Oh my god. Words mean nothing. (laughs) 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 All these movies are like, black and sad, so it's like Cabinet Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, 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 if only there was a term for the aesthetic of Gotham City. Gotham. Uh, nope, can't think of anything. Um, no. <laughs> uh, Gilliam esque. That's do you what think you're looking for. Uh, these are all gate kept with the same vehemence as actual punk. Like, that's not cabinet punk. <laughs> <laughs> they got nothing better to do, so yes. <laughs> yes, but not by uh, practitioners, but by these people who are defining them into existence. Maybe even just by this one person. <laughs> Uh, indirect active. Yeah, I've got a wild idea. Punk. <laughs> yes. Punk. Whoa. Oh, shit! Oh, shit. Uh... A loathsome society that is powered by the blood of the Quincy Punk. What? Unwilling to what? give their blood. More and more punks rebel, giving the technocrat overlords a steady supply of punk blood. <laughs> if they can <laughs> catch it. Wait, they don't catch want the to give their blood... So they make them. So they give them more blood. Yeah. Also, oh. that classic, you know, that classic punk move of saying, "Yeah, well, I don't want to give you my blood. Catch me if you can." With punk. blood. Punk doesn't mean. Play monkey in the middle with my blood. <laughs> They've got these taunting uh, patches on their jackets that list their blood type, but they're always a step ahead. <laughs> I am Franco America 2018, anthropunk or sometimes furry punk slash zoo punk that uses anthropomorphic animals or petting zoo people oh. play a predominant role petting in the story. People? No matter where or how be they become exist, they become exist in the first place, nor play a part in the story itself. Okay. What? Do you like my sentence? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Most of it. The study in uses in maybe pure science fiction bracketed may use biotechnology to justify how they become evolve into humanoid or some in fantastic genres known like low fantasy or magical realism. Detroit bracketed. become evolve into humanoid. <laughs> <laughs> That's too short of a sentence. Mystical explain of how normal animals become human like like. Like, the secret already... of Nim as a good example. I was like, we already know it's called Psytrams. 
<laughs> this is Blue Funk. You could eat, you could uh, eat somebody's shield. Yeah. Yeah. Hydrogen. Bun Punk. <laughs> oh. The world revolves right. around bread, or rather, the act of baking in general. Oh. For some people, it does. <laughs> the overall aesthetic could be described as one giant kitchen with tall towers that release steam or smoke if it's burned into the air. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bread is the most basic thing, that's what it means. Oh! And the smell of cooked bread is probably the most common thing. Yeah, it's probably the most common thing, not yeah. like air. Yeah, yeah, we're all breathing bread now. <laughs> uh, but really, anything that's baked in an oven fits the aesthetic, from cakes to pies to eclairs. That was that prestige TV show, right? Breathing bread? Mm. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> God damn it. I really hated that lady scone. <laughs> <laughs> Our typical protagonist is someone who's either a prodigy in the kitchen, perhaps an aspiring baker or chef, or perhaps a rebel, rebel group, rebel, rebel divided rebel. by a rebel group, whose bread of so, choice so is sourdough. Rebel, it's just group. Uh, sourdough oh. is the punk bread. Yeah, yeah, fool, yeah. yeah, fuck you, wheat lovers. I eat no pumpernickel. <laughs> Technology is usually more focused on cooking and culinary science, but there may be a sci-fi outlier who decides to turn an oven into a giant robot, or perhaps the other way around. What the fuck? <laughs> a giant, giant robot decides to turn into an oven? You're <laughs> A giant robot decides to turn a person into an oven. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Works that fit into bun punk are incredibly rare. Uh, yes, I would agree. So, yeah, you just made it up! By the way, my entire exercise is kind of pointless. <laughs> but I did it anyway. But breadwinners probably fits the mold best. Sure. Fighting food-ons also fits ah. when you stretch the idea of bun punk to cooking in general as the aesthetics. I feel like you're really stepping away from the core of uh, bun punk if you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bun trader right here. You're not bun punk. Listen, I, I came up with the term bun punk, and I'm going to give my left arm before I change it to food punk. God damn it, I hate, I hate new bun. My Little Pony and a Hoodwinked movies also fit, since those two have baking as a something that's super what? important. What? What? No? <laughs> but, oh, no, no, it does no. fit because My Little Pony has to fit. God, it's we have to fit in, in everywhere. Yeah, it, it, it is the ur-trope. It is present in all. <laughs> the cutthroat kitchen is also bun punk. <laughs> <laughs> With the latter having the recipes of baked goods being integral to the plot. Sure. <laughs> One Piece also has shades of this, especially with the latest <laughs> Whole Cake Island arc. That's an art. This is anime. I gotta bring One Piece into it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder what my inspirations are. I'm probably a very. I'm obviously a very uh, well-read, well-read individual. 
I got one more punk to round us out here if, if uh, you'd like to hear uh, it. Yeah, uh, but before you do, I would like to point out that while everything else here has been was posted over the course of 2016, 2017, and 2018, this post comes from March 30th, 2020. Yeah, if, so if we were ahead. in a bun punk world, there would still be steam rising off this one. <laughs> I'm Eagle of the Night. Uh, and what? Lockdown punk. Yeah. A deadly invisible threat Yay. has driven humanity into self-isolated bubbles. With the ethos of self-sufficiency <laughs> and mutual cooperation at heart, the denizens of this challenging future resolve to stand together at a safe distance, dressed in sweatpants uh, yeah. and wearing unkempt hairs. They share online what? recipes Oops. to help each other stretch out their vast stocks yeah. of tinned corn beef hash as brave parties of what? medics and delivery people venture out in protective gear to keep society alive. Yeah, this is a little too on the nose. Sunday. What do you mean? No, no, this is this is a no, this is a classic punk genre. How, how could you say it's on Lockdown the nose? <laughs> uh. all, all I'm saying is like this dude had a healthier outlook than what actually happened. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I I guess I guess it was March. We all wanted to hope that we would do better. <laughs> yeah. I think they were just no, I I I I think all they were doing was uh taking a very cheap a very cheap perception of what was going on. Oh, it's incredibly crass. It to yeah. Sweatpants and then and then just deciding that it was their cute quirky thing t to make a little gag at. See this this was back when everyone was like, "Oh no, we're going to have to quarantine for 2 months." Yeah, <laughs> Shell, at least at least everybody else who uh is doing what you described is making a buck off of it. These people couldn't even uh be asked to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Underachieving. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead, Mayna. Let's move on to uh, the main character for elect electronically cool adventure. Ooh. Yeah. And the, the tropes therein. Uh, electronically cool. If you want to go ahead and go through your character and then just some of the tropes that apply to your character, that way we know that your character is really good. So I've been thinking about the tropes. My main character for a game I might develop in several years or so, still in high school, and here's a small <laughs> list of have so much time I could. think he might <laughs> I'm gonna get my hopes way up for this under. coming out. Yeah. Why I have... Why, while I do not have ironed him out very much, <laughs> he still has yep. some areas where he definitely have a few tropes. <laughs> oh, really? Just At least you've gotten some tropes in there. Just yeah. a skosh. Uh, brief character information. Electro Avenue. <laughs> God. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the person's name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lives in a technology advanced city resembling Tokyo. It's not Tokyo, please. Oh. Not, it's with his parents. Is it Hatsunia? No, it's um, Miku, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, it's Kyoto. They're just saying you can rearrange the letters. <laughs> However, his father is usually very busy at his work, and his mother went missing when he became two. Whoa, he, he's, he's two people now. Yeah. Uh, he yes, became he's two people. 
<laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, his mother is a second twin. <laughs> while he most, oh sorry, while he was mostly normal, one flaw resided in him ever since he was born: his inability oh. to speak. Therefore, mute. Oh, hmm. uh, is that a trope? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I mean, uh, the silent protagonist. Yeah. Uh, since then, oh wait. Uh, luckily for him, when his father had spare time, he developed a piece of tech, technically two. Okay. <laughs> and had a surgery to, to attach it to Electro's head. With the help of Vesta Fonko. Yeah! <laughs> yes, you in pronounced order it correctly. For it to... Saya Quanl. In order for it to function properly. Since then, he, be- he gained the ability to speak, a Bentley slightly robotic. When he grew up, his father developed better models to combat the changes that occurred throughout his growth. Since then, he has been making friends at school, though some of them were oddballs. One of them being entirely 2D. Like this plot. Yeah. <laughs> what? 2D what, friend supremacy. What a, what a quirk. What a personality trait to be two-dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So like uh, yeah, here's a list of some here's a list of some tropes. Yeah. Uh trope number one. Kill it with water. While Rain uh. does not bother Electro one bit, but being submerged in a body of water is more enough to cause a few shocks, and they're enough to kill him by shutting his spring down. Oh Jesus. That's wow. that seems like a very okay. oversight. Okay. Right. He never bathes. <laughs> uh, heroic mime, somewhat subverted and downplayed. He can speak. Well, you mean somewhat subverted? He learns to talk. <laughs> the only reason I didn't laugh at he never bathes is that I've already started thinking of this character as Chibi Robo, and I'm like, yeah, of course he doesn't bathe. He's a robot. Well, he's <laughs> not though. He just has things on his head. He's, he's a nasty boy. He can speak, but only when his headset slash speaker device works. Uh, Buffy speak. Uh, occurs yeah. when he finds out he's running out of time. What? Oh boy. I don't. Or know whenever he don't. sees something he hasn't seen before and attempts to come up with a name on the fly. Oh, oh. oh, so, uh, yeah, Malt, Malt, just so you're aware, in, in the show Buffy the Vampire yes, Slayer, they it. had a tendency to <sighs> make up goofy ways of referring to things when they didn't really know how to describe what was going on. Like graboids. <laughs> so he only does that when he's, when he's out running out of time. <laughs> oh, delightful. What is the... What's the chance this man or this person has never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer and just Buffy is now a word without context? Oh yeah, hundred and twenty percent. I don't know if it's that high. I'll say he probably got there from like some other trope page. He got there from another trope page. It's like, oh okay, this is something I could use. Yeah. Uh 
Go ahead and just uh, do the one more here, uh, Berserk Button, if you please. Oh, yeah. Berserk Button. Never destroy his device! One guy Oh, no, not out. his device! Oh, no. Yeah. Which device? His speak thing, his Game Boy, I don't know which one. Not, none of them. Don't destroy any of his devices. One guy <laughs> found out- He's also a device himself, so- Kids these days. One guy found out about that the hard way. Dot dot dot. Oh shit! I mean, no, he ha oh, he fuck. did not because this hasn't occurred yet. You haven't written it. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the 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 hasn't been written, but the trope is still there. Oh okay. My my character lives on in this tropes. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, okay. I am going to, let's see, uh, Ganymede, will you please present us with this new question here, uh, how, how to avoid making non-human characters seem too human? Uh, yes, I am El Scribinator. So, <laughs> I have an interesting issue with a planned fantasy novel of mine. I bet you don't. No, I think you'll find I definitely do. The core protagonist. <laughs> I don't think it's interesting in the slightest. The core protagonists consist of six characters, three of whom are of non-human species, uh, four if you count the one who looks and acts human but is essentially a demigod. Oh, would their name happen to be El Squibinator? I'll never tell. They are... <laughs> but it might be a... a, a... Never mind, I forgot the word that would make that joke funny. They aren't the normal five races that most fantasy novels I've I, I've ready seem to use. <laughs> One is from an all-female species of reptilian humanoids. Oh man, yeah, those that sure is not a normal species. One is from a species of rabbit slash squirrel ish creatures with steampunk level technology and steampunk ah! squirrel. And one is from a species of feline humanoids with porcupine-like quills. So my question is, how can I make these characters seem uniquely non-human and not in an intelligent gerbil or petting zoo people way? Uh, you could start by not writing Redwall. I guess question one is what I'm asking. So... Okay, well, um... <clears throat> Hello, I'm Dragon573. Oh, hi. Wonder why, I wonder why you Regarding gave yourself the... this one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Regarding the reptilian species, uh, when you say all female, oh, how do you mean? Do you mean they reproduce asexually, or that their eggs or the equivalent need to be fertilized by something that isn't actually the same species? No, no I mean they have no aspirations in my story. If the former, <laughs> then perhaps they don't understand the concept of romantic love, lacking a need for a second party to reproduce. Maybe they develop strong bonds with a small group of individuals, and when one lays eggs, if they lay eggs, those individuals <laughs> are expected to help watch over the clutch while the mother sleeps or searches for food. They, they lay you eggs, know, it's right? kind of like okay with that. I just kind of added that in, but I'm real attached. <laughs> I mean, if they lay eggs, I just hey, hey, just 
go walk up to your roommates and go, so I laid some eggs. I'm going to go to sleep now. Take care of them, please. <laughs> if they're... You, Can you let me know when birth... these are my kids? <laughs> Why not if they birth live young... Maybe they're really reclusive and feel threatened by actions that are common in human friendship. What do you mean it's normal for humans to hang out with other people? You don't get freaked out by people baring their teeth at you, following you around, involving themselves in your personal affairs, sometimes entering your private residence and having a knowledge of your strengths and weaknesses. I'm an introvert, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a race of INTJs. This hypothetical dragon doesn't know what smiling is, but knows what personal affairs is. What if you said you didn't want to hang out, and nobody asked you why? <laughs> uh, all I want them to do is watch my clutch. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> You're practically training the perfect assassin to kill you. Well, we can only what, what does this have to do with live birth? Or, like... <laughs> <laughs> Look, Everything. that's something you have to like. If I have live birth, then I, I, I. But I'm also a, a, an all-female reptile species. Look, humans. I'm an INTJ. Look, humans that have live birth, we obviously do not need the support of anyone else, and the uh, the human mother will abscond off to a cave for the first five years of the child's life. <laughs> If the latter, it depends if it is, is it something specific, or are there multiple things that can allow them to give birth? If it's just one thing, maybe, like maybe pollen from a specific plant or something, then I can see them having an incredibly insular creature where they're really possessive of their territory and belongings, and very conscious of the health of the environment. Wait, what? And I, I, I don't have allergies. Shut up. Meanwhile, if there are a lot of things that can fertilize them, they might be extremely prudish. D did you just touch my hand? Are, are you trying to get me... Trying... Get me pregnant? I say that on the right list. I don't know why they're Yeah, so about can this. they get pregnant from skin cells? Uh, don't touch me! Or total xenophiles open to just about any sort of new experience or culture. I either don't ever want my hand touched ever, or I want to fuck literally everything. There's no in between. Yeah. That'd be my recommendation. Look at the environment they come from. Try to imagine how it would shape their culture at the end. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Unknowing. Um, oh. Also, if you want to give your character a quirk, just try to imagine who it'd feel and going from there. <laughs> this happened to my girlfriend character, <laughs> Lua. My girlfriend <laughs> character? <laughs> you know. Rarator. <laughs> Uh, she is I mean, half lava let's, elemental. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and assume maybe there was an apostrophe S that got left out. She is a half no. lava elemental, meaning she is becoming one. Meaning her skeleton <laughs> is stone, yes. and her blood <laughs> is lava. <laughs> this have a few good traits. Like she doesn't feel punches, for example, if she fall to the ground, is the earth who is going to crack. Not her... <laughs> And she can eat a lot and not get fat because her body burned the fat very quickly. Oh, good. Because and everything of, else. Because a fat, a fat lava elemental, I just can't get off to that. Yeah, that'd be pretty uh, gross, actually. But the bad? 
she can't swim at all, unless the bawling water, because otherwise it become cold and her body start moving slowly. She need to eat constantly to lubricate the part of her body, and she what? You know, wait, what? The part of her body, and she need to regulate her temperature, meaning that aside of extreme desert or volcano, is like walling. What? Is like walling what? in a snowing day for us. Yeah. What? What, what? what word were you going for? Walking in a snowstorm. Oh. Or. I think the worst part is the <laughs> author forgetting this non-human bits. If that happen, then people will call us lazy. You're right. Well, we're gonna call right. you. One thing I can't accuse you of is being lazy with <laughs> Lua the Lava Elemental. It's my so, girlfriend character. Yeah. So your answer for how to make your answer for how to make the character not too human like is to make them a Pokemon with elemental weaknesses. <laughs> Look, just yeah. reference his Bible, the Monster Girl Manual, and then everything will be solved for you. I can't I can't pet Slugma. That doesn't mean I don't love Slugma. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like quitter talk. I'll pet uh, Slugma. Well, I I got I got a I got a better answer for you because I'm Miss Desperado. Come to your senses. Unknowing, <laughs> most of all, you really need to improve your spelling and grammar. Second, oh, you're describing major important rules of how your character functions, what I call features. Okay. <laughs> Not the detailed quirks stemming from those rules. I don't know. Having to eat to lubricate oneself is kind of a unique quirk. Do you think yeah. you can just come into the world building for him and talk like that? You're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> for example, you said that she has to eat large amounts of food. But how does that affect... For example, how much she notices the flavor of whatever she's eaten. You're right, that would be so interesting to explore. <laughs> yeah, can we get a whole <laughs> chapter on that? Oh, I want to know how many flavors of Lay's my lava girlfriend likes to eat. <laughs> 31. She ate another grape. Uh, this one wasn't quite as sweet, but it wasn't bad. She ate another grape. This one was slightly bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Does she enjoy food for flavor's sake? Or does she not care about the flavor and just want food that makes her feel full? No, she wants food that makes her feel slick. It's for lubrication. We went over this. She, she only eats all. Yeah, you gotta lubricate the part. <laughs> I do agree with your opinion that it's pretty bad for the author to forget the non-human bits altogether. It does look lazy, but I would like to add that not being thorough and fixing such mistake will also look lazy. What? <laughs> I found that out the hard way when my robot characters start insulting each other. It's a long what? story. I, I beg your pardon. I didn't learn. I didn't learn the weakness in my writing until my characters started fighting. Damn, yeah, calling each other slurs. Now, characters in my stories frequently break ask, character but... to tell me how bad at this I am. <laughs> <laughs> At least someone does. Um. Wow, you're really poorly written. Yeah, no you one. are too. First of all, she can't oh. be at 
be full at all since almost all food just burn away in their stomach, leaving her with a perpetual hunger. Also, because of this, she barely needs to go to the bathroom. Neither she can't. <laughs> and Thank second God. part, stomach. since she is uh-huh. rich, being a princess, <gasps> oh. she at least try to eat good food. But as rule, she's always keeping something to eat, just in case. So I have been picturing. I, I I've been picturing this like I, it doesn't fit at all. But this is making me think it's more correct. I've been picturing the flame princess from Adventure <laughs> me Time. Me too. And. Hmm. <laughs> and I told you this because since all writer are human, you can get away by comparing their senses with the human ones. In <laughs> I am human writer. In my example, Lua, the character in question, doesn't really get doesn't really get well the fact that other people around are more squishy than her, with her skin being like rock and all that jazz. But no, it's I thought it was. Huh? <laughs> uh, her skeleton's rock, I think. Her skeleton's rock. Oh yeah, her skeleton her, like, is dumb. Body's yeah. like she has an exoskeleton. It's called character development. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's called carapace development. <laughs> <laughs> or why it's so cold all the time? She can't regulate her heat well, so she always feel cold. I, pre- yeah, I appreciate why? that you formatted that into a. a- a, a number of words that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. She can't regulate well her heat. <laughs> so I like how this thread started out with how to avoid making non-human characters seem too human, and at the very end we've got here's how she's really fucking human. So, <laughs> and, and we got let me tell you about my OC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thread now. <laughs> it's all it's all threads. <laughs> It's a very, it's a very troper way to guide a conversation. <laughs> uh, so, all right, uh, let's just read one more post for today. Uh, let's just read one more post for tonight. Uh, and this time, uh, Dijon. Mm-hmm. We have two posts here from a from one called Exultant Peep. Exultant now, Peep. Why do I recognize that username? Do we want to read Exultant Peep's uh, thread on deconstructing the virgin birth trope? Hmm. The trope. <laughs> or, yeah, the trope. Or, would a matriarchal society develop... Oh, nope, that's not it. Or, why would a higher magical affinity make carrying girls to term longer for a mother? Oh. <laughs> oh. I think I like the second one. Oh, oh, you do? Well, you're Exultant Peep. Oh, I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Exultant Peep. Um, and uh, I want to know, why would a higher magical affinity make carrying girls the term longer for a mother? Uh, in this world, human beings oh, have access to wow. magic, which is a slow and ritualized process. However, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. girls... Much like reading TV tropes. However, girls are born with more magical capability than boys. That's right. That's why their MP is higher. Yeah. <laughs> boys healing, they're, all, man. they're all better being white mages, and that's it. Yeah, and boy gets more health. As a result, females' mages are far more powerful than male <laughs> mages. Four male mages would be equal to one female mage in terms of power. <laughs> we weigh them on a scale. <laughs> 
one fourth compromise. <laughs> pregnancy oh, is Jesus. pregnancy <laughs> is viewed so as more of a long spell, and the sex of the child can be biologically determined what? by the mother. <laughs> Wait, it, magic. It, so pregnancy is a magical spell, yeah, but biological a- <laughs> determin biologically determining the sex is. I mean, sex de- determination is biological. It's a yeah. nine month yeah. summoning ritual. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I want there to be a downside to this. <laughs> well, um, so far I don't see any. So we're gonna have to dig deep. These girls have had it too good for too long. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just they need long. to be taken down a peg, put in their place. What biological consequences would there be for carrying a girl to term? Well, I'm chaotic. I, I guess you have to raise it. Oh. Oh. Uh, perhaps, as the title suggests, carrying girls to term takes far longer than a boy. Like that's. <laughs> that's not the question I didn't read his post I just guessed like, <laughs> did I get it? was I close <laughs> yes you did good job oh yay I won showcase uh, like maybe like maybe boys take the normal nine months to gestate and be born but girls take 18 months at the least with said pregnancy Ugh, God, being- because they have to do their hair <laughs> <laughs> They're always so hard to raise the boys. I've just been told that several times, and I will repeat it for forever. Uh, but with said pregnancy being more difficult than normal, more cramps, more longer morning sickness, all those unpleasantries basically worsened. Jeez, what are you, the Old Testament? God! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely makes the mother consider her options. Well, I guess it would make sense for the mother's magic to become weaker when pregnant with a girl. Since Yes, you have to. A woman has to give away part of her life essence to make another woman in the world. Look, if a woman isn't suffering, it's not a good story, okay? Well, it's she's not suffering if she has a boy. Oh, yeah, but, but they're not as strong, so, you know. Since this is that magic is likely putting great effort into the gestation, uh, combined with the double-length pregnancy, it sure makes a downside for being pregnant with a girl. Yeah, the chance of death is very high, huh? <laughs> oh boy yeah. here's my idea what if all the ladies just died <laughs> <laughs> written and directed by Aaron Sorkin <laughs> okay okay um how about uh Malt Malt go ahead and read the first oh, post there okay. uh read uh Izzy and Summer uh, uh other hilarious options right. other hilarious options it is not any harder to birth girls than boys, and since more magic means the economic payoff of being a mother to girls is way higher, your kids are also your apprentices, and the work they do until they leave home makes you richer and safer, so you have a world in which the gender ratio is massively, ridiculously lopsided. That's what hilarious. Could possibly right? go wrong. That is hilarious. That, that, that is so funny. <laughs> Most boys being born... At all, only because someone is going ha- to hand over a massive dowry in 16 years. Oh, yeah, that sure is incentive. Oh, yeah. The typical household is four to seven women sharing a husband, depending on how heavy the local ratio is. And the primary romantic literature of the nation what? Uh- is not so much about men, 
it falls into two categories. Get this. Novels about women well, striking it so very rich they can afford to pay a dowry and support a husband that is not ever going to be able to enchant more than seven self-repairing cartwheels per day. <laughs> and <laughs> A metric that we all know how to quantify. And novels about a hunt for sister wives you do not mind sharing with... Hmm, what? Female. Uh... Bisexuality is considered a blessing from the deity. Lesbians are quietly envied. And being a gay man is economic doom. You are you better be an amazing artist or something, or you are screwed. What the fuck? I wonder if Eyes and Summer is a turf. <laughs> I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, this is this is a dire uh, one. <laughs> Doctor A, did you make it back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, how about yeah? How about you take uh, Ace of Spades then? I can see all that happening except for a skewed gender ratio, unless there's also a sex-specific abortion practice regularly in this world. Oh my god! I do not know what that means, and I do not want to. <laughs> Oh wait, I figured well, it out. The thing Whoops. is that my bad. It's 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 it's, yeah. it's a nice word for eugenics, unless there's eugenics happening. Yeah. Which is also something that they already said was happening. I, I, it turns out I was dead right about not wanting to figure it out. I don't like what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> that whole gender ratio doesn't logically follow from anything else you suggested. Now, Saying that the magic makes males rare among mages for some reason does. But there's also non-magic people in this world, supposedly. Which could also Are add... There? Maybe, I don't know. Which could also <laughs> add another wrinkle of complexity to the whole scenario. Also, a brother's price cuts through the whole si sister-wife's thing. By literally sisters marrying the same guy, so... Uh, that was the most, like, go on, finish your sentence. This is so... <laughs> so... Well, I, I have um, a response. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, the mother chooses gender bit was taken from the thread starter. I just thought it would be more fun to not try to balance things, because imbalances are obvious plot drivers. Google Brothers Price. Oh, sorry. No, I... <laughs> I googled Brothers Price. Sounds fun. Uh, On a pile of inter... Google Brothers Price. Interlibrary. Sounds fun. On the pile of interlibrary loan requests it goes. Oh, that's what that sentence means. I... Yeah. <laughs> I could not understand... Uh, Brothers Price... <laughs> A Brother's Price is an alternate universe novel by Wen Spencer on an alternate Earth where the population is 90% female and a man is sold by his sisters to marry all the women, all uh, to be more precise, <laughs> all, all sisters, in a family, Jaron Whistler is coming of age. Uh, sounds good. Yeah, it sure is great. I do, I sure do love, uh... Hope my library gets it in soon. <laughs> so extra credit yeah 
What did we learn from TV tropes tonight? You know what? I was actually surprised by the willingness to share ideas and not be like, this is my idea, don't use it. Like, copyright me. They're all like... (laughs) Well, that's... I guess it's because no one actually wants to write their ideas. They just want to have them. Yeah. Yeah, I think (laughs) on some level they're aware, like, everybody doesn't want to write this as much as I don't want to write this. (laughs) I'll say another thing I can see from that, the whole idea of, like, tropes is that they see, like, oh, well, all the stuff we like is, like, just ideas from other things, so, like, maybe our ideas aren't, like, that important to protect. Yeah, I I think what I learned, or I guess what was reinforced, is that, some, like, and this probably happened a long time ago, but TV Tropes is not, uh, like, a collection of trends that appear in media. People have started using it prescriptively as like the building blocks that you can assemble a story from uh must, must yeah absolutely absolutely from. and all of these are like based on existing works and not only that but shit that's like so outdated by modern sensibilities so you've got a construction set that that only has these materials from that are like tremendously outdated and you can only combine them in a certain way and so you wind up, wind up writing what sounds like a, a legalese justification of slave labor without even realizing <laughs> it i think Jesus it's fucked up uh like we were talking about the I mean, I, I, I think that they, I, I mean, I, I think that these people probably assume that slave labor is also a trope. Well, that's what mm. I'm saying. Like, they, they have rendered everything so, like, uh, clinical and rules-based in their head that it's just, like, a combination of, of terms and, and phrases that go together. And if the end result of that is that you've justified chattel slavery, then, oh, whoops, well, at least it follows the rules. I mean, why would it? Why would chattel? I mean, why would chattel slavery exist if not to write into my story? <laughs> yeah, great point. <laughs> You're right. I, I did. Following that, I have learned that we really need to put funding back into history again. And Jesus take, Christ! <laughs> yes. And, and take textbooks away from Texas, please. They are no longer allowed to decide what goes in textbooks. Yeah. We're coming for I'll your ass, you. Rand McNally. <laughs> I did kind of learn something. And that is that the types of discussion, not everyone talks like this, but the way people discuss media specifically on TV tropes is very much just, it can only exist here. Because, like, imagine right. talking to someone and be like, oh, it's like, um, like this trope or this trope is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everything, yeah, no, like, I mean, all tropes I mean reading are, it, just us reading it. Yeah. We had that problem. Like, like we hit th- we hit certain things that were probably tropes, and we're like, "What the fuck?" I, I <laughs> yeah, think if you just, tropes just have capitalize like, have anything like... in the middle of a sentence, you could tell me it's a trope, and I'll believe you. <laughs> and like all, all, all uh, the tropes seem to have like these catchy, punchy names, and it doesn't really, for the most part, like describe anything they're really about. So you just have to know mm-hmm. stuff. Because like, yeah, this it's all it's all yeah. it's all references to a specific thing that they cited as the progenitor of or the best script like the best example of something. Yeah, and you know what's really funny about that is that I remember there's there was this t- there was this time this shift in TV tropes where where they were deciding that things needed new names because the names that they had were references to things that the the new generation wasn't familiar with it all so they couldn't relate to it so they just changed the name amazing <laughs> only the names should be new like, though the the concepts definitely don't need updating 
No, exactly. Yeah, it, but that's yeah, like that's just it. The 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 these things, these names, don't exist to categorize anything. They exist solely to convey to TV tropes' base what an idea is, and that's it. It is. It is nothing beyond that. <sighs> I also I learned that a uh, fucking. All food anime is bread punk because I said so. <laughs> yeah. Excuse you, I think you I mean, mean the... bun punk. Bun punk. Oh, sorry, bun punk. Yakitake Japan, bun punk. Wait, is this what crust punk is? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dijon, did you learn anything at all? I learned that Hatsunia exists on pen- Peninsula Hell. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to exist on Peninsula Hell, you should come on down to wow. Ball Pit. That's B A L L P dot I T. <laughs> If you want more from us, you should head on down to T-H-E-F-M-I-N dot U-S. That's T-H-E-F-M-I-N dot U-S. Or as we're calling it, the Purgatory Ismith. <laughs> <laughs> there, you'll find other episodes that we put on. There, Some of them are like this, some of them aren't. I think we've done a TV trip a couple of times in the past. Uh, also, uh, you can leave a comment. I'd love it if you left a comment. We'd really like to hear your thoughts. Please, please, oh my god, leave your thoughts. Please, please. Take a thought. Please. 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 Uh, your thoughts. Bye. Leave the trope you think is most relevant to this episode. That'll be fun. (laughs) Oh, leave the trope that you think is most relevant to each reader. (laughs) Tell us how how you think the world of the podcast would be different if we were all dogs. A talking cat? (laughs) Sorry. A talking cast? (laughs) All screaming. (laughs) Bye, everybody! I'm not going anywhere. Oh, that's the problem with speed reading. You thought that said tentacle. <laughs> Shells, was the way you were reading our names your Miku impression? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh my god. You can try to deny it all you want. I could but never we all know do what a Miku. Miku sounds like. <laughs> I was. I could never do a Miku impression because one has already been done so perfectly on the podcast, right, Dijon? <laughs> Miku and Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay, you can stop recording. Okay.